Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Hey there, folks. This is Matt Welch, the sports editor with Star Local Media, and thank you for checking out this rapid reaction edition of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. I'm here to recap my game from Thursday night. I was out at Eagle Stadium in Allen for the District 9-6A opener between the Allen Eagles and the Plano Senior Wildcats, a game that was actually moved up a day to uh, to a 7 o'clock kick on Thursday night, moved up in advance of the impending inclement weather on Friday night. Obviously, if you're Allen in Plano, the last two weeks. It's no story. It's no secret that, uh, you know, bad weather has been a very, very significant storyline in the early goings of the Texas high school football season. So naturally, after two weeks of rain delays, Allen and Plano try to get a head start on Mother Nature. And, you know, that was all fine and well. Mother Nature was basically like, you know what? Good job. Good effort. We're, I'm still going to shower you with another 90-minute rain delay. And that's exactly what happened just, just as Plano was lining up for the opening snap of the game. Lightning strike out in the distance and off to the locker rooms they go. And this was the start of a uh, about an hour, 45-minute delay. So this is now the third consecutive week that um, that this has happened. And, uh, I mean, that's I mean, when you look at it, that's the season's only four weeks old. We're, only, we're not even done with week four yet. It was just getting started. And there's already now, you know, for, uh, for Allen and Plano, there's already 75% of their seasons have featured some sort of a rain delay. It's it's just ridiculous at this point. I'm totally over it, but I'm not here to rant about the weather. That's what my Twitter feed's for. Um, so let's recap this game between Allen and Plano, a game that ultimately uh, a game that didn't look like it was really impacted one way or another by the uh, by the rain. Um, a game that bore a little bit of resemblance to some of the Allen Plano games I had seen in the in the past, where it's you know Plano's defense has some spirited moments early on, but you just feel like that levy is about to break at any moment. And it did. Um, Allen is able to, um, after Plano is able to tie it up early in the second quarter, Allen goes on a run of 28 unanswered points to uh, to pull away comfortably heading into the second half, and they end up winning this one by a final count of 49 to 14. That brings Allen to 4 0 overall, 1 0 to start the District 96A campaign. Plano, meanwhile, drops to 1 uh, 3 on the season and 0 1 in district play. Um, just from a sheer historical standpoint, this is now the. Uh, the 13th straight win by Allen over Plano, dating all the way back to uh, you know to Plano's win over Allen in 2005, 45-7, which still to this day stands as the last time that a Plano ISD football program has defeated Allen. Um, you know, these in recent history has not been you know terribly kind to the Wildcats in this matchup. The last six games between Allen and Plano have been decided by an average of 36 and a half points, so kind of right in line with the 35-point margin of victory that Allen enjoyed on Thursday. Um, like I said, this was a game that had um, you know some back and forth early on. It took Allen, um, it took Allen a few series to really kind of hit its stride, um, you know. And then once they did, it was the second quarter where things really you know busted open. Uh, you know, Plano was able to tie this game up early in the quarter on a four-yard touchdown run by Kyron Cumby. Actually, that was the first time all season that uh, that an opponent has scored a has scored any points against Allen's starting defense. So no small uh, you know no small feat there by uh, by Kyron Cumby, but Allen wasn't having any of it and they immediately responded with touchdowns on their next three drives to round out the first half um, for a uh 
for a 28 to 7 lead heading into halftime. Um, these were, um, you know, Allen was uh, was a bit more methodical, and um, you know, it's in its approach, they very much favored the uh, the short game through the air. Um, they were able to strike back though with um, you know with some big runs on the ground, courtesy of uh, of Selden Manning, who had carries of 30 uh, 32 and uh, and 14 yards to set up a two yard touchdown run by Grant Robinson that uh, that gave Allen a 14 to 7 lead. Selden Manning actually kicked the night off with a uh, with an impressive 47 yard touchdown run. He only carried the ball four times in this game. Really only played in the first half. That's all that was required of him. And within those four carries, he totaled 99 yards and a touchdown. So some strong work by Selden Manning. Um, and then the rest of the half kind of belonged to Grant Tisdale and the uh, and the passing game. You know, Allen. Like I said, Allen was a bit more methodical. You know, they upped that lead from 14 to seven to 21 to seven um, on an 11 play drive that featured um, you know some nice throws by Tisdale plus some timely runs. He um, he converted a fourth and six with a 17 yard run that he actually ended up trying to hurdle Plano uh, defensive back J.J. Lee got uh, got tripped up in uh, in midair and took a, a gnarly collision. He was fine to keep continuing, and then later on he you know he picked up a, you know he converted the third and six on on the uh, on the ground as well, and then was able to cap that drive with a ten yard touchdown pass to Theo Weiss. Um, and then you know we got to flex some of that big play potential. Um, you know Allen didn't really take too many shots downfield against against Plano's defense in the first half. The you know, the only real deep throw um came within the you know in the closing minute of the first half. It was a fifty yard pass from uh, from Tisdale to Bryce. And Green, he found Green just a couple plays later for a 12-yard touchdown, and that gave them the 28 to 7 lead at the half. And by then, you just kind of knew that just the way that the the way that the game had gone for Plano up to that point with, I mean, they were at a heavy disadvantage in field position all game long. Allen had a lot of short fields to work with. Plus, Plano was just totally unable to establish its running game, which if you know Plano and you know this matchup, it's kind of paramount that Plano was going to have to run the ball on on on, a, on Allen and just try to string together some long, sustained drives, and they had to win time of possession, if nothing else. Um, they did not, and that, um, you know, things uh, obviously did not work in Plano's favor as a uh, as a result. Um, you know, there was, like I said, there were, there were some moments early on in this game where, you know, for Plano's defense, you know, had their say, you know, they didn't just let Allen come out and just run him over from the get-go. Um, you know, Selda Manning did score a touchdown of that opening drive, but then you know Plano was able to force, uh, able to hold Allen to a to a missed field goal of 32 yards, and then a turnover on downs on its third series prior to you know the aforementioned uh, you know 20 uh, you know 21 unanswered points to round out the half. Um, one pl- one big uh, you know key in that early surge by Plano's defense, defensive end Keon Hurst had a had a had a had did some fine work in the first half. He had two sacks on Grant Tisdale, and he actually stopped Tisdale on a scramble on third and three that set up that missed field goal. Um, and then it felt like Plano, just considering the stature of, uh, of Allen's offensive line, I mean, they were getting some pretty consistent pressure on Tisdale. Um, despite, you know, the, the poor field position that, um, you know, that Plano's defense was up against, it really didn't feel like Plano's defense played, you know, I, th- I felt like they had a solid half, all things considered. I mean, eventually, it just became too much because, again, they were just, they were on the field for so long in the first half because the offense just, with the exception of you know, of, of one drive, you know, late in the first quarter, early in the second quarter, it was just a lot of three and outs and, you know, not a whole lot of clock being run by, uh, you know, by Plano. Um, and then, you know, Allen is able to, uh, you know, to, just to pad that lead in the second half. A real backbreaking sequence for, uh, for Plano. They get a nice lift early in the third quarter of the, uh, with an interception by J.J. Lee. But one play later, um, just a miscommunication to look like a breakdown led to uh, Allen 
returning the favor with an interception of its own. Devin Butler was able to pick off, uh, was able to pick off Plano, and then one play later, uh, you know, Allen caught Plano's defense napping with a uh, with an RPO. Grant Tisdale hits Theo Weiss wide open over the middle. There wasn't a defender within 500 yards of him. It looked like, and then just an easy 52-yard touchdown. And then they just they rounded out with uh, with a couple garbage time touchdowns by the backups. Raylan Sharp and Grant Robinson have 61-yard touchdown runs, and that is all she wrote as far as the latest installment of the Allen Plano rivalry. Um, so from Plano's standpoint. Um, you know the the run game was it just wasn't happening in this and you know enough has been written about just the status the stature I should say of uh, of Allen's defense specifically their front seven and the job that they do just in just in pursuit and you know because there were times when Kyron Cumbie had like he like he was able to uh, evade plenty of tacklers throughout the night um, but a lot of them came behind the line of scrimmage and Allen just pursues the ball so freaking well that there were just no running lanes for Cumbie all night and just no running lanes for the Plano offense in general. They totaled 34 rushing yards on 32 attempts. And, um, and one of those runs was a 16-yard touchdown um, in the in the second half by backup quarterback Oliver Towns. Um, I mean, in the first half, it was, I mean, I just got the numbers in front of me. Plano had minus three rushing yards in the first quarter. They had one yard rushing as a team at halftime. Their only recourse for offense in this game was early on when they used Kyron Cumbie as a receiver. He was, I mean, they just they got the ball to him in space, banked on Kyron Cumbie doing Kyron Cumbie things to try to put some pressure on Allen's defense, and early on it worked. I mean, he was um, he was very effective as a pass catcher. He had six of the team's seven receptions in the first half. Um, you know, he was responsible for getting them. You know, into the uh, you know into scoring position there on that drive late in the first quarter, he was able to cap it off with a um, with a four yard touchdown run. Um, but I mean, the just option just you know gains like that were just so hard to come by in this game. You know, Cumbie, despite you know having a solid night receiving wise, I fin- I believe he finished with eight catches for seventy four yards. Um, he only managed twenty two on the ground on fourteen carries. So, I mean, Allen's defense, you know, just to just strengthen numbers there. And again, that's a smart, sound unit, and they do not give up much. And yeah, I mean, they held one of the most explosive runners in the state in uh, in check out of the backfield on uh, on Thursday. Um, another thing, just to kind of monitor, at least from uh, from Plano's standpoint, was the um, you know the quarterback situation. Um, you know, they after the. Uh you know, after the interception in the third quarter, you know, Plano went with its backup, Oliver Towns, for um, for the majority of the second half, and you know, and he had some moments. You know, he said he was able to score on a uh, on a 16-yard zone read keeper. I mean, he sold the handoff to Kyron Cumbie very well, completely suckered in Allen's defense before taking off, um, you know, down the right side of the field and just was untouched for a for a 16-yard touchdown run. Um, that said, that was really the the lone highlight, unfortunately, for Plano's offense. The, you know, he had a big completion to uh, to Heinrich Adriance. Um, as well in the in the second half, but there were just there just was not a whole lot out of uh, out of the Plano offense. You know, heading into this game, you know, Coach McCullough stressed first down execution, um, specifically running the ball. You know, this was an area that last week against uh, against Rowlett where Plano kind of faltered and. You know, this is now two times in four weeks that the Plano run game, which is its bread and butter, its you know its heartbeat, has um, that run game has kind of been held in check. So, regarding first down execution, um, just looking back at how Plano did in the first half when this game was you know well, it was at least within striking distance for them, um, they ran nine plays in the first ha- on first down in the first half, I should say. Of those nine plays, they totaled just seven yards, so they didn't even average more than one yard per uh, per play on first down in the first half and that's just that isn't just not a recipe for uh you know for 
you know, being able to make Alan sweat. I mean, they ended up having to, uh, you know, they would, you know, get stuff for, you know, for either a, a negative gain or just a, a gain of zero or one on first down. They would throw to Kyron Cumbie, you know, near the sideline. He'd get you, you know, seven, eight yards. And um, that was, you know, at least the way they managed to, you know, materialize, you know, quite a few third and shorts. And like I said, in the, you know, late in the first half, early in the second quarter on that scoring drive, you know, they were able to find Cumbie enough times, um, you know, downfield to where it was able to, you know, put some pressure on Allen's defense, but otherwise, um, just a not a not a night to remember for the uh, you know for the Plano offense. They end up totaling just uh, just 223 yards of uh, of offense. Hey, that's the first time a team's gotten over 200 on the year on Allen's defense. So take that for what it's worth. Um, Allen is a uh, you know Allen totals 520 yards. In contrast, 291 coming on the ground. Like I said, some big gains for uh, for Selden Manning, Grant Robinson, Raylan Sharp, and um, Grant Tisdale. Um, let's see some. Uh, let's see some stats from this game. We had. Uh, let's see. Tisdale was um, very efficient on the night. 18 of 25 for a 72 percent completion percentage. 215 yards, three touchdowns, one pick. Like I said earlier, Selden Manning had 99 yards on just four carries. Grant Robinson, who was, um, you know, in the wake of of Andrew Henry having his, um, you know, his season-ending knee injury. That was made official earlier this week that he has in fact opted um, for um, for knee surgery after trying to rehab the uh, you know the knee that he banged up against Mesquite Horn a few weeks ago. He had been trying to rehab it, and um, had actually ordered a, uh, a knee brace, but ultimately decided to go through with the uh, with the surgery. Um, so that ends his season, unfortunately. You know, you never want to see any kid have their season, you know, cut short due to injury, especially as a you know a senior when it's their last year playing high school football. But in the wake of that, you know, Selden Manning has taken over as the lead back, um, lead back for Allen, and then it seems like Tisdale still runs a ton. Tisdale led the team in carries with uh, with ten in Thursday's game, but Grant Robinson, just a sophomore, has um has kind of Slid in as them um, as the next man up in the uh, in the backfield rotation at uh, at running back. He had seven carries for 85 yards and two touchdowns. Um, let's see, Raylan Sharp had just two carries but 80 yards and a touchdown, including that 61 yarder that you know. Other folks in the press box that uh, drew some compa- drew some uh, comparisons to a uh, to a former Allen quarterback who uh, might just be applying his craft up in Norman, Oklahoma nowadays. I don't like comparing anybody to that guy just because it's not fair. That's as close to high school football perfection as it gets at the quarterback position. I don't I feel uneasy comparing anything to that. But nevertheless, it was a very impressive touchdown run by uh, by Raylan Sharp. Um, receiving wise, you know Theo Weiss had five catches, seventy six yards, and two touchdowns. Bryson Green, just a sophomore, buoyed by that big 50-yard catch in the uh, in the first half. He had three catches for 80 yards and a touchdown. Um, let's see for Plano. For Plano, the uh, the numbers at the quarterback position were virtually identical between Oliver Towns and uh, and Cole Winnett. Um, you know, Winnett, the uh, he got the start. He ends up going nine of 13 for 93 yards. He does have that pick though early in the third quarter. Um, and after that, you know, Oliver Towns, who played, you know, who played the majority of the snaps in the uh, in the second half, you know, he ends his night going nine of fourteen for uh, for ninety six yards. So, from a uh, from an efficiency standpoint, um, you know, this is a Plano team that came into Thursday's game, you know, at under fifty percent on the season from a you know with their uh, completion percentage. So, when you're completing two thirds of your passes like they did on Thursday, I mean, heck, Plano will take that any game. But um, you know, they're just not a uh, just not a team though that is built to overcome a uh, you know a night when they can only rush for thirty four yards as a team. Um, but um, you know, nevertheless, I'm I'm anxious to see how this quarterback situation kind of materializes throughout the uh, the remainder of the season. You know, they've made it a point to, you know, emphasize both quarterbacks throughout the year. Both have gotten, you know, some uh, some routine snaps in um, you know, in all four games for the team so far. 
Um, McCullough did, did you know, reaffirm though that Colonet is, um, you know, is the starter going forward. So, but nevertheless, yeah, just interested to monitor that. Um, let's see elsewhere. Kyron Cumby. I already mentioned his numbers. You know, it said it was a rough night on the go- on the ground for him and Plano, and just as a whole, you know, Cumby has just 22 rushing yards on 14 carries, um, plus that touchdown there in the first half. Um, does you know have a have a strong night though receiving the ball? You know, eight catches for 74 yards. Um, Umar Aruna had five catches for f- five catches for 52 yards as well for the Wildcats as they drop to 0-1 in district play following a 49-14 loss to Allen. Um, looking ahead to next week, um, both teams have an opportunity to get to finally have the win column. They play a, um, teams that at least as of the recording right now um, you're winless. You had um, you know, Plano, uh, you know, Plano Senior meets uh, meets Plano West at uh, Clark Stadium next Friday. Um, you know, Plano West at this time still searching for its first win of the season. McKinney doing the same. They are 0-4, and um, and they host Allen, one of uh, Allen's one of Allen's two road games this regular season, their last road game of the year, as they visit McKinney ISD Stadium for a meeting with the Lions next week. So, um, yeah, that'll just about do it for this one, folks. I appreciate you all for checking this out. Once again, this has been Matt Welch with the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. You can check out my game story plus some video highlights from the Allen Plano game at our website at starlocalmedia.com. Hey, if you've got a football game on the dock that you're going to attend tonight, stay dry. Weather's not supposed to let off anytime soon. And why would it? It's supposed to rain like this for the uh, for the, like the next week or so, I thought, including next Friday for football. So, yeah, looks like we might have a chance to go four out of five weeks with rain delays. Can't wait. Uh, hey, this has been Matt Welch with Star Local Media signing off. Folks, enjoy the rest of your week. I will talk to you all later. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.